Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. And good morning, everyone. We are ready. Are you ready? Morning drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Uh, got some news last night that Randy Gratishar is not going to be going into the Hall of Fame this year, which is a real shame for a lot of different reasons. A lot of people. Uh, when I put that story out on Twitter last night, are very, very upset about it. We will get into it right now. Time now for the lead. The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. I think it is fair to say that for Randy Gratishar, who we will put at the top of the list, then the Broncos organization, then Broncos country, this is soul-crushing news. When you look... We don't feign objectivity here. This is a question of, does the guy, and has he done enough? Is his, is his work able to be determined to be Hall of Fame quality? And the answer is simply, for anyone looking at it, yes. Not because we're in Denver, Colorado. Not because there's a personal interest in this story. But because this guy is a Hall of Famer. Right. Plain and simple. And you want to see the right thing being done by him. Now, there are lots of reasons why that is. Timing, this, that, and the other thing. But the fact of the matter is, this guy should be in the Hall of Fame. Now, maybe he gets into the Hall of Fame at some point. We'll see. I was really disappointed and thought that it was a not quite a sure thing, but a pretty solid thing that this guy was going to be in this morning as he should have been. And it's a gut punch. There are a lot of different factors that are going on here. For starters, when they expanded the list of senior eligible candidates, mm-hmm. Randy Gratishar was very, very close on it. He was very, very close to getting in. This year three candidates can get in. And one reason through the people that I've talked to that they believe he didn't get in, the seniors committee was a group of five people. Now this year it expanded to 12 people. And I think the five in the room were probably close to ready to being able to say, okay, Randy Gratishar, this is your turn. But when, the pancake batter got thinned out. Good point. The other seven weren't ready to jump on board for Randy Gratishar. And here's something else to consider, and we'll dig a little bit deeper. One thing that doesn't necessarily ensure you getting into the Hall of Fame, but certainly helps you getting into the Hall of Fame, is being on the all-decade team. We can look at Randy Gratishar's numbers. There has always been debate. How many tackles does he have? Because they didn't keep tackles back then. The Broncos have said it's over 2,000. As you and I talked about yesterday, if you really want to know and you're really doubting it, 
There's plenty of film out there. If you want to count one, two, three, you can count it up if you honestly want to do it. We know about the Pro Bowls. We know about all pro, all, all that stuff. But all decade team, that's a big deal. Here's the problem. The problem is you're going to have a very difficult time making the all-decade team when you're playing in a decade, when you have zero chance of getting on it because of the era that you played in. The first team middle linebacker for the 1970s all-decade team, you know who that was? Dick Butkus. Yeah. Are you gonna get are you gonna get that not over Dick Buckus? No. Hell no. Second team, Jack Lambert. Ooh. All those Super Bowls. You gonna get the not over him? No. Hell no. Because no. they only take two guys. Mm. Randy Gratishar was the heart and soul of that Orange Crush defense. One of the greatest defenses of all time, easily top twenty. Yep. Some would say top fifteen. I don't know about top five, but certainly in the top twenty. He wasn't going to surpass those guys on no. the all-decade team. So he had certain things going against him. And here's something else to consider as well. And I know that a lot of people in Broncos country have watched a lot of Broncos players get in recently. And there is a chip on the shoulder mentality around here. We don't get enough respect. But if we're going to be really honest about it, really honest about it, when you look at all the teams that have gone to Super Bowls, not necessarily won them, gone. The Broncos went to six Super Bowls before the first Broncos player got in. Could you imagine that happening with the Cowboys? No. The Steelers, the 49ers, the Dolphins? Hell no. I was trying to conjure up some form of understanding about that seeming inequity. Because it, it, it doesn't seem fair. But I'm always hesitant because you don't want to you don't want to come from the zone of being a homer, right? right? Because you have a more vested interest in these guys who you've known and you've followed and your case in particular, obviously it was a little before my time. Uh, but I was trying to think what logical why is it that just some places don't foster that kind of immediate respect with something like the Hall of Fame. I mean, if you were a Steeler from that vintage, from the Steel Curtain vintage, you're going to go to the Hall of Fame. If you were one of the great players uh, or just one of the guys going to Pro Bowls, you're going to take a look at how many guys on that Pittsburgh Steeler team are in the Hall of Fame. Right. Dallas Cowboys, same way. We all agree. It's not just you and me and people in Denver, Colorado. The Orange Crush was a top 20 defense of all time. Top 20. It's historic. You're telling me that not one player, not one player, not Tom Jackson, not Billy Thompson, go down the list, is worthy of the Hall of Fame. And I was trying last night to kind of just sit there and rack my brain as to why that is. And I and the answer is, I don't know. Like, there are certain positions in baseball that are slow to get to the Hall of Fame. For, for, a, for a long time, third base was, was, you just, you had to bleed to get to the Hall of Fame. So I don't know if it's that kind of deal. I'm not saying that there's geographical bias. 
But I don't know. Maybe we're left to think about that because there's no logical reason other than what you have just pointed out and well done that Randy Gratishar wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Period. I think when people look at the Broncos organization starting, you know, at their inception, in which they were not very good. Horrible. Okay, well, let's be very honest. But then they finally get to a Super Bowl and they take on the Dallas Cowboys in 1977. Generally speaking, really good teams, dynasty teams, they may not win every year and they usually don't. Mm -hmm. Some teams do. But there was a 10-year gap between 77 and then their next Super Bowl in 87. Yeah. So they weren't seen as this franchise that is a franchise to be reckoned with, a franchise that has all this tradition. So there was a 10-year gap. Well, I think people looked at it and said, well, it was a one-off. They're not, they're not really a great franchise because it took them 10 years to get to another Super Bowl. So how great could this franchise have really been? How great could these players have really been when they didn't even get back? So I think nationally, that's how people looked at it. But then the Broncos finally get to the Super Bowl, right? And then it was disaster in back-to-back years. 39-20, to 42-10. to 10. Two years later, 55-10. to 10. So you have that 10-year gap. And then you get to the Super Bowl three times in four years, embarrassed, embarrassed, embarrassed. Yeah, I get it. Okay. Uh, I'm so, saying from a national perspective. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Not, not how we feel here, but how we feel here in the bubble that we live in, we don't vote. It's the perception. And, and, and this is said all the time, not just about sports, but in life. Perception is reality. Right. That 77 team, that great defense, one off, boom, that was it. Yeah. How great can a franchise be if you make one Super Bowl in 10 years? And by the time they made their next one, it was a whole new cast of characters. How were the Bills viewed with the four straight that they went to and the 0 for 4 whiff? Well, I covered those teams. Oh, I didn't cover those teams. I started covering the Bills the year after their final right. trip to the Super Bowl. And I And I wonder because... My argument has always been, you got to be damn good to get there. Yep. And if you are going to judge people on the very thin line of, did you win the Super Bowl or did you not? I think that's a little severe because I think winning an AFC or an NFC championship and doing it over the course of time, like they... The Bills during that four or five year stretch were the dominant team in the AFC. If they would have gone to just two Super Bowls in a row, uh, yeah. Marv Levy doesn't get into the Don't Hall even of Fame. think about it, right? Andre Reid is right. iffy, right? Jim Kelly certainly would have gotten mm-hmm. it. Make no mistake about it. But it's the old saying if you finish second, you finish last. And, and very few people remember who got to the game. You always remember who won, but you are nothing more than a footnote in history whether you lose on a last-second field goal or you lose 55-10. to 10. You are nothing more than a footnote in history, and it doesn't matter because you only remember the winners. So 60, nearly 60 years into the Super Bowl era, who are the great franchises in the NFL? Who? Who are the great franchises that click all the boxes of sustainability, of greatness and success when they were there, 
and have continued to proliferate and to win. The Packers are one of them. Packers are one of them. The Steelers have had sustainability. The Patriots. The the uh the well the Patriots, but again, then again, that started basically in two thousand one. You're right. And for the Dallas Cowboys, that started in the early nineteen seventies, and then it went all the way through that Super Bowl run with Trikman and Emmett Smith. After that, they haven't had great playoffs. So success. there are glitches. That's there, my point. There's, there's no always glitches, right? No question. So we sit here now in two thousand twenty two. What are the great franchises in the NFL? Great by the ultimate definition of what we've just talked about. But when you look at the isolated mm-hmm. 77 team, yes. from when the Super Bowl era started, okay, up until like 1986, so that's roughly what? How many years? That's 20-something years? Yeah, right. One trip to the Super that's Bowl. That's it. You're not remembered as a great You're team. You're not. You're not remembered as a great franchise, and all those players, <clears throat> unfortunately, like, like a Louis Wright, will not be remembered. And here's the thing. People think Louis Wright should be in the Hall of Fame. I didn't watch him play. I'll take people's word for it that he was a great player. But people do not have, around here, have the same passion and enthusiasm for Louis Wright, our friend Carl Mecklenburg, Mm -hmm. like they do for Randy Gratishar. Interesting. I will tell you this, though. It is my understanding that Randy was very very close again and I know it sounds like a broken record next year the seniors committee will allow to put one guy on the ballot the following year it'll be three as one person put it to me today it's not a question of if but when but it will happen in the next two years but it's just not going to happen this year coming up after the break Are the Broncos going to be playing any starters in the preseason? (laughs) Well, Nathaniel Hackett hasn't given a definitive answer, but if you read the tea leaves, you know exactly what he's thinking, and we'll tell you what he's thinking, and I think we have our answer despite him not saying anything. That's next. You know the day destroys the night, night divides the day. Try to run, try to hide, break on through to the other side, break on through. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air. I have worked with these guys, and they are tremendous. There is a reason why this company has over 1,000 five-star Google reviews. You can't get two people to agree on toppings on a pizza, more or less, get a thousand people to agree that mighty plumbing heating and air is the best out there 
for starters, what I love is they always show up on time. A lot of contractors, they give you a window. Oh, we'll show up between like 12 and 5. <laughs> and you're thinking, I-, I can't skip work today, so you can fix yeah. my HVAC unit. Right, exactly. So they showed up at 12 when they said they were going to show up at 12. Not 12.05, they showed up at 12. Uh, I got a great deal. I needed to get a new unit. It was 16, 17 years old. Mm-hmm. They used the best product out there called RUD. But here's the kicker to it. I had a problem in my bathroom. And I said, can you look at my, my, my toilet? And it's called Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air, oh, right? right? So I'm thinking they have different technicians to do sure. different things. They're technicians. They're all qualified to fix all of it, which is a big deal. So they can play tackle and guard and exactly. even center when they need to. They are the Billy Turner of the offensive line. They can play multiple positions at a very high level. God, he's a large man. He is, isn't he? He is a large man. With that, Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air cannot recommend them enough. Go to MightyPH.com. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Mighty Plumbing and Heating. Why does Mighty Plumbing and Heating have over 600 five-star reviews? No one has better service, and they will meet or beat any written offer. Go to MightyPH.com. Well, it doesn't sound like the starters are going to play much in Buffalo this upcoming weekend or in the preseason finale. And while Nathaniel Hackett hasn't committed publicly to not playing his starters, I think it is fair to say he has basically given us his answer by telling us, quote, controlled practices are just as important as preseason games, as well as saying he hates the preseason. That's a quote, by the way. You know me. I hate the preseason. Right. So. Do you think controlled practices are just as good as preseason games? Yes. Considering you're not playing against different competition. Yes. Remember. I got hold you. Hold on. Hold on. I got you. I know where you're going. You are, not, you are seeing the same looks essentially over and over and over again. If you're smart, you can. Well, that's up to you. You can get different looks if you choose at a, at a certain practice. You're right. You're seeing the same thing over Mark and over that again. Down seven twenty-two on a Wednesday, but it took three full days for Bruce to say I was right about something. Got Let's it make clicked. that a drop. Yep. Okay, great. Okay, thank you. <clears throat> no, thank you. No, let me rethink that. Oh wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, 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 need need to, I might have to rethink that. No, look. Here, here's <laughs> the deal. I think that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna speak for you, but I think in Nate we trust, and I think that that's Ooh. collective. I think Already? that there. I think that there's a. I think that that's where we're trending towards. Innate, we trust. I agree. I think that. Am I totally there yet? I'd like to be a little further down the road. I mean, as I'm as far as long as I can be through one exhibition game. You're there with George Payton. Or I, I am there with George okay. Payton. I am there with George Payton. And very early on, I was there with George. Payton. I was there very early on with George Payton. You, and I hope that that wasn't just because it was a compare and contrast to the job that John was doing at the end of his tenure as the GM of this football team. I gave it some time to think about that. But when you stop to look at that, there's been one bust in his draft for the first two years. Uh, the safety, the kid from Indiana, they got just that got cut yesterday. Yeah, and by the way, I went to Indiana. Thanks for bringing that. Up. Sorry about that. Whatever. But anyway, but my point. Okay, so my point is this: Yes, I do think 
the Broncos can do the things that they need to do in a controlled practice that they need to to be ready for the regular season. I might not have said that before the joint practice with the Bingo. Cowboys. Bingo. That's right. That's when, it. When we look back on Nathaniel Hackett's career as the head coach in Denver, and he just started, I hope it's a long run Me like too. Mike Shanahan. But you don't stay a coach forever with one team, and you certainly don't stay a coach forever, period. With that, I think we will look back to all the criticism Hackett took, and he took it well-natured. Very well. He knew that a lot of former players are saying, oh, this is more like a summer camp than a training camp, right? And then we watch that first scrimmage. Well, despite going hard, hard jog through, hard, hard jog through, um, it's as if, the media and former players who are in the media, they validated, sort of. They, were, they, they came about halfway. They validated Hackett and said, well, maybe this is working because they pretty much worked over a Cowboys team in practice. This isn't three years ago against the San Francisco 49ers right. when the 49ers came in here and literally embarrassed the Broncos in a practice. Two days later... Great clock management. I know it's only one game, and I know no, it's I, the preseason. But they, but that's all we've got to go on. That's right. So he, he, we didn't see little mistakes, crazy mistakes, big mistakes like we did with Vance Joseph in his first couple of games and throughout the majority of his tenure. And Vic Fangio as all, well. All three years of Vic, really. Right. So we saw a lot of problems, a lot of issues with first-time head coaches. Then we see the scrimmage. Then we see the game against the Cowboys. And now, in a very short amount of time, over the span of three days, it went from, I'm not sure if Hackett really knows what he's doing. All of these changes don't make sense. Um, you know, tradition is the greatest enemy of change. <laughs> True. With all of that, with over the course of three days, Nathaniel Hackett has won over a lot of his critics. Now, we haven't even played the first game yet. Let's see how things play out. But as of right now, snapshot in time, because that's what this is, a snapshot in time. I know what I know as of 726 on, what is it, August 17th. I know what I know at this point. Things could change later today. Could. But so far, it is now trending with the voices in town, newspaper, websites, radio, TV, whatever, is trending in the direction of maybe Hackett is onto something and let's give it a chance. Remember, these aren't all Hackett's ideas. A lot of this was happening already in Green Bay. Sure. And, and with the Rams right. as well. And, oh, by the way, the Rams did just win a Super Bowl. And you know something else I really like about that narrative is that dude came in and said, okay, you can all have your preconceived notions. It's fine, but this is how we're doing it now. And he's never wavered. He's been steadfast. He's been resolute. He has been confident in the direction that he's going, and he has not been diverted. I like that. 
I like that in a guy because to me, that is a tenant of leadership. Great. He does the the warm, fuzzy things and the hugs and, and the bro hugs and all those things. And that and that has great value. And that's part of what makes him different, certainly. But this element of it, coming in, knowing that it was probably going to rub some people the wrong way and, well, and not, not worrying not, about it. Not rub them the wrong way, if I don't mind if you don't mind me correcting you. It's not that people rub the wrong way. He set himself up to be openly questioned. Sure. But that but what it, the hell is this young guy doing? Well, I that takes an incredible amount of confidence or a lot of courage or a combination thereof, and it's a great effort. And here he is now on the other seemingly trending to the other side of that. Uh, and and who's the joke on now? You and I were both at practice yesterday, and there were two moments that happened mm-hmm. at the practice. Excuse me at the practice and the press conference that, again, gave us a snapshot into the tone and the temperature of what this team is all about, led by Nathaniel Hackett. You have covered a lot of coaches like I have. Bill Snyder, you and I both covered him, to me, one of the top ten college football coaches no question of all time. No question. I have covered Marty Schottenheimer to Marv Levy to Gary Kubiak to Mike Shanahan. What I saw in the press conference yesterday, I don't think I would ever see, ever see with any of those coaches or pretty much any coach because the coach would not allow it. The coach would not be the type of guy to say, you can openly question me at a press conference. And what what I'm talking about is at the end of practice, the Broncos offense was driving, right? Right. And then apparently they ran out of time. Ball didn't get set in time. DJ Jones and Jerry Judy were both in the press conference waiting to go up to the podium. They were sitting with the media, which we all got a big chuckle out of. Yeah, it was funny. Hackett walks in, sees DJ Jones and Judy sitting with us, and he introduced himself as if he was introducing himself to two media members. Right. Hackett goes up there, was asked about what happened at the end of practice, and... Hackett essentially said, we would have gotten that playoff. We should have gotten that playoff, but we would have. And DJ Jones, sitting in the peanut gallery with us, said openly in front of his coach, no, you wouldn't have. A Mike Shanahan would, if his face wasn't red already, would have turned another shade of red, would have stared down DJ Jones like, don't you ever do that at a press conference again you just embarrassed me Hackett laughed it off good-natured about the entire thing and oh by the way we talk about how he's you know Mr. Huggies walks into the press conference big bear hug for both of them totally that is just the environment that is the tone that Hackett has set there's no phoniness about it either right it's it's very uh, organic, and it is some, and that's who he is. And he makes no apologies for that just because it's different. He's comfortable with it. He's comfortable in his own skin. Look, is this going to equate into wins? It remains to be seen, but we have some thoughts on that as well. I do think it's going to equate into wins because of 
some of the of what it's building between the rank and file and the head coach. You don't have an authoritarian. Coaches are authoritarians. They are the last word. They are the only word. That's that's what we've grown up with. Well, think about what was said recently by I can't by Russell Wilson, and I think this came out of the Peter King article. Nathaniel Hackett has empowered us to make this a player's offense. He has empowered us to do that. Coming up after the break, a former NFL head coach, an offensive coordinator, one of the best offensive coordinators, certainly of his era, just talked about a certain quarterback and compared him to Tom Brady and to Kurt Warner with the highest praise effusive as you can be Mm. which quarterback was he talking about that the broncos will see a lot of over the next decade we'll let you know who that is next Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, milehighsports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale. For your next project, whether it's a deck or a fence or siding, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda. Or find them at sthmazda.com. Former NFL head coach and offensive coordinator of the greatest show on turf with the Rams compared Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert to Tom Brady. This is what he said. Justin is in early in the morning with the coaches. He stays as late as they will let him. He just wants to be the best quarterback in the National Football League. There are no flaws to him. So when you have that type of commitment, and he's very modest and humble, there's really nothing he can't do. Mm-hmm. Martz also compared Herbert's accuracy to Kurt Warner. You think that praise is a little over the top? Um, I'll tell you what, I like this kid. I like this kid a ton. I loved him coming out of Oregon. Is it a little over the top based on what he has accomplished to this point? Okay. But I would bet, I'd take a future bet on him. Here, the, the, I, 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 I'm not going to say it's over the top. Right. But I'm going to pick apart this quote. Go ahead. Justin is in early in the morning with the coaches, stays as late as they will let him. Okay. You could say that about Russell Wilson. Okay. You right. could say that about Peyton a Manning. Lot of you could say that about Patrick sure. Mahomes. Okay? Yeah. Right. Wants to be the best quarterback in the NFL. Okay. You can say that about all quarterbacks. There are no flaws in him. You can't say that. No. About all quarterbacks. He's modest and humble. Patrick Mahomes is modest and humble. There are a lot of guys like that. There's really nothing he can't do. This is my concern. If Martz is right, we are looking at essentially, and I say this with all due respect to Justin Herbert, two Patrick Mahomes in the same division. Right. Well, that's and that's the thing, right? Yeah. That's what 
You don't think that George Payton didn't take this job and the first thing that he thought of is, how the hell am I going to negotiate in this division with Herbert out in California and Mahomes in Kansas City? Mm -hmm. I got to do something. So what did he do? Well, he went and got Russell Wilson. No, he went and started with Pat Sertan. Well, well, yes. He he would have gotten Wilson no matter what. He made a conscious choice that, Justin Fields cannot oh, compete. Oh, well, right. Yeah, absolutely. Cannot compete with these guys. No, he didn't have a guy. And and the, and, right. the, and I think I think most people knew that. I, I mean, even those of us that are somewhat uninitiated, um, but football people, I think, understood that to a degree. Yeah. Um, and so here we are. There wasn't a quarterback that I would have moved heaven and earth for in that class in his first draft. Sertan was... I loved the pick when he made it. So did I. And I love the pick right now. Well, of course you would, And wouldn't have changed it right. a, a bit. You talk about a guy that you can't take your eyes off of. Go watch practice and just watch Pat Sertan. He's just absolutely incredible. But I will say this about Herbert. The guy has strength, arm strength, mobility. He's available. He doesn't miss games to this point. Knock on wood for him. He has... 31 touchdowns, 10 interceptions in his rookie season, 38 and 15. Not quite eh, close, but not quite as good his second year. This guy's trending towards superstardom. Here, here's another way to take what you just said, and I'll put it in a different way. All right. He finished second behind Brady with over 5,000 yards. And his completion percentage was excellent as well. He was third overall in touchdowns. With 38. His QBR, which I look at as a better metric than quarterback rating because yes, it takes a lot better. of different things into consideration. Mm-hmm. His QBR was only behind Rodgers and Brady. And you know what? Here's the kicker. He missed the playoffs. Yeah. What the hell is going to happen right. when he keep Eventually, you know what this says to me? He is so good that no matter what is around him, He's he's always going to be knocking on the door, and they missed the playoffs. Yeah, statistically, and I know it's only stats, and stats don't always tell the whole story. Statistically, he was better than Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Yeah, absolutely. in almost every category, absolutely. But they missed the playoffs because his head coach, a young head coach, made a boneheaded decision against yeah, the Raiders. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and more than one, by the way, about right. two or three in the same game. Mahomes actually started last year three and four, lest we forget. It was a shaky beginning of the season for Patrick because Eric, Mahomes. It's because Eric Bieniemy was calling plays, and we can go down this road whenever you want. I am not an Eric Bieniemy guy. This guy, to me, will never be a head coach in the NFL, nor should he be. I'm kind of surprised that he's back as offensive coordinator, running backs coach, court, whatever. I mean, what, 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 we, what do we really define his role as? I'll tell you why I think he's back. And I don't want to get in trouble for saying this, so I'll say it quickly. We'll hit a break so I don't talk myself into trouble here. From what I've been told by people who are close to the Chiefs organization and other people, and eventually we will have this conversation again, um, Mike Kafka was the guy that, and oh, wait, you you covered the Chiefs, so you right. you know all this. Actually, yep. I'm talking to a Chiefs guy, really, because you're still very into. Well, it was a little, yeah, it, yeah, but it was a while back. But, but, but yes. you still keep in touch. Oh yes, absolutely. If 
If Andy Reid had the choice, he would keep he would have kept Mike Kafka over Eric Bieniemy all day. Not even a question. But Mike Kafka wanted to call his own plays, and that's why he wound up going yeah. to a different team. Right. Eric Bieniemy has worn out his welcome there. There's no way, no way, it would be a good look for Andy Reid and the Chiefs, who were talking to Eric Bieniemy because his contract was up. Up after everything that happened. With Flores in Miami, the timing suggested there is no way you could dump Eric Bieniemy in the environment that we are in because it would be an awful look. I think that that position has great merit. Thank you. No question. Mark that down. There's a drop right there for us. That second has, one today. Second, yep, second, absolutely. Second time in an hour. And there are some voices in Kansas City who have actually who have floated that out there they they really have so i think that there is merit in that timing was very key for eric bienemy's return to kansas city it was my understanding eric bienemy called a bunch of plays early on in the season it was going so poorly reed said you know what i got to take over the ship because we're headed towards an iceberg they were 3 and 4 right. that's all i'll say what do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it? Illegal contact has been made a point of emphasis for officials to call this season in the NFL. We'll see how it was called in week one of the preseason. And this college has emerged as the front runner to land Bronny James. That's coming up next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, mileisports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. For the first time in a very long time, I never did this in afternoons. I'm actually drinking coffee in the morning. Good for you. Good for you. I see that you've got a very nicely festooned cup. It has a bunch of hearts on yes, it. Yes, it does. It was just sitting in the house. I think Mandy or my daughter left it in the house. Oh, well, that's very I feel, nice. I feel confident enough in my masculinity that I can drink coffee out of a cup that has pink hearts out. Well, I mean, it shows that, that you're guy, very metrosexual. I mean, I don't, I, that's not even masculinity. That's just being appreciated and loved by someone. That's a good thing. No, it was the only clean cup in the house. Okay. Well, that's fair too. Time now for the final word. The final word is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at the McKenzieFirm.com. <laughs> Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, 15 illegal contact flags were thrown in week one of NFL preseason after 36 were thrown all of last regular season. This elevated number reflected the league's request 
that officials pay close attention to these fouls. The NFL's uh, competition committee included illegal contact among its points of clarification this season. Are you in favor of the uptick in illegal contact calls? It, it happens every year. Every year there's some little point of emphasis. Every year that point of emphasis leads to all kinds of uh, penalty flags being thrown, and then the next year kind of goes away and it's nothing again. To me, this is like just the latest flavor of the moment by the NFL Rules Committee. Good, fine, get it figured out. Let's move on to whatever it is next year. We're, um, in, in in previous years, uh, I have made up a segment called Role Play, and we'll start it right now. You'll, you'll see how this works in a second. I will be a random defensive player, okay. and you be a reporter and ask me a question about this. Go ahead. Uh, you can play you as Bruce Irwin. There's an emphasis on illegal contact this year. and right. I, it's a, Can you actually define what illegal contact is so those of us, us lay people, can really know what it is? Do we need to make it any easier for the offense? <laughs> that's the only answer that would you'd get back. Oh, that's exactly right. So here we go. Just in case you missed it, the University of Oregon has emerged as the front runner to land a commitment from Bronny James. There was some mutual interest between Bronny and USC, but Oregon is reportedly in the lead. Uh, can you guys help me answer why Oregon? And if you were him, where would you go? Well, Dana Altman is oh, one you, hellacious coach. I, I'll well, tell you that much. Both of us covered K-State uh, when he was there. And he was railroaded out of K-State for some ridiculous reason. I, I'll tell you I why. Can't, well, I don't know why. Why? Because he was even more boring than Bill Snyder press conference. He was, and he was an NIT guy. He was an NIT guy. He hadn't started going to NCAAs, which he did at Creighton. But at Oregon, guy has been a tremendous winner, uh, and that's a big-time program, and it's on the West Coast. So I guess it makes some sense. I'm a little surprised that maybe Arizona isn't in the mix for a guy like Bronny. But if it's Oregon, so be it. Although I've heard that LeBron's kind of waffling on whether or not Oregon is the preferred choice for Bronny at this point. He's not making a life decision no. here. He's going to be there for one year. Yeah, exactly. Everybody relax. He's not staying there for four years. He's going there for one year. Yep. He's probably not going to even need to go to classes, right? He's going to get huge NIL money. Yes. And then he will want to know by the... Okay, here. This is the reason why. It just dawned on me as we're talking. What corporation happens to be in that area that can give a lot of NIL money. There it ah. is. I thought you guys were going to say that right away. You know yeah. what? It just dawned on me. I heard Bruce talk, and I'm thinking, wait a minute. That's Nike money. Yeah, Beaverton. Go. Just in case you missed it, the preseason AP poll for college football is out, and to no surprise at all, Alabama is at number one, followed by Ohio State at two, Georgia at three, Clemson at four, Notre Dame at five. Um, any takeaways from the first AP poll of the season? Hold on, I need to yawn. Okay, I'm done now. College football, same as it ever was. That's all I got. Same as it ever was. Well, it is. And it I is. won't disagree, but I got to tell you, on the first weekend of the full slate of games for the college football yeah. season, we have a matchup, which I cannot wait to watch. Notre Dame goes to Columbus right. and has to play in the shoe. And you know what the funny thing is? 
it doesn't matter which team loses because the team that loses might wind up in the national championship game anyway because hey, if you lose early, it really doesn't matter. It's how you fit Same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. That was a Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk in any store, try out the appliances before you buy them. Certainly can't do that at the big box stores. They look at you like you're nuts. Not to mention, they have the best appliances out there. You want it, they have it. They have something to fit your budget. They can help you upfit your entire kitchen. Their sales staff, they've been there for decades. It's not some kid who just graduated college that's going to stay at a big box store for a year and then go get another job. They have professionals working there to make sure you can get what you want, and that's the type of service you should expect when you're making a purchase with that type of investment. Mountain High Appliance. You can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, why did Randy Gratishar not get selected by the Seniors Committee to go into the Hall of Fame again? We will give you more than a few reasons, and we'll also let you know what are his chances of getting in. We have some definitive answers on that as well. That's next. Lately, he's been overheard in Mayfair. You better stay away from him. The rookie 